Welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Corey Allen, alongside my wife, Pam. Each and every week, uh, we want to talk about what goes on in and out of the bedroom here at Sexy Marriage Mm -hmm. Radio, because we have a belief that uh, the best sex happens in the marriage bed. That's right. Or couch, or table, car, (laughs) hotel, outside, pool, hot tub. You know, it can happen all kinds of places, but we do believe that married sex is the hotbed for the best sex that there is because you just get to create this whole secret language, this whole secret world that's just between you and your spouse. And what we want to do is frame what goes on so that you can have a whole lot more going on, if you know what I mean. And the way you can do that is let us know what's happening oh in your gosh, life. Oh my gosh, that was super cheese ball. Hey, <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with a little cheesy in the morning okay, or okay. afternoon or whenever somebody's listening to this. All right, then. But we want to hear from you. Uh, 214-702-9565 is how you can call into our voicemail. And what questions you got, what kind of topics do you have that you would love to have us cover? We love, the, love adding your voice to the conversation. And if you prefer the written word, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com is our inbox where that helps shape a lot of what we do all the way through here at Sexy Marriage Radio. Yeah. I mean, the whole 12 years of podcasting, a a lot of it, you know, over 50% of it's probably been emails and what do people have questions on? Absolutely. So send that in. Love to answer those. Because this is a dialogue with the nation Mm -hmm. and what we want to have is more and more conversations about what's going on in your world so that your world gets hotter and healthier all the way through. Mm -hmm. And one way we like to try to stay healthy and connected and even hotter Mm -hmm. in our marriage is we use technology. And a sponsor that we have right now, particularly during Valentine's season, Mm because it's particularly appropriate, is the Paired app, Mm -hmm. where it gets us an opportunity to continue conversations throughout the day that aren't just the normal things we'd be talking about. Oh, I mean, it's fun little quizzes that, um, by the way, I won this week. Yes, you did. I still, <laughs> I still have to pay up, don't I? <laughs> but you and your spouse can download the Paired app together, and then it syncs, and then you get a chance to uh, initiate conversations, initiate some of the quizzes or contests, as, mm-hmm. as my competitive wife is talking about. <laughs> and one of the things also uh, that's fascinating is you'll never believe what I got to find out about Pam this week. In the Paired app. Seriously, you're putting that out there? No one's going to know what I found out about oh, you. Oh, you're not going to say. But, okay, okay. But okay. it is, even after 12 years of doing this show and 30 years of us being married, I'm still learning new things that are scintillating yeah, about it's, my it's wife. it's a fun app. So if whether you're just a few dates in or you've been together for a long time, it's time to lighten the mood and have some fun with your spouse using the Paired app. So head to Paired.com slash SMR and you get a free day, seven day trial and 25% off when you sign up for a subscription. So that's Paired, P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash SMR and sign up today. Stay connected with your spouse every day using Paired because a healthier relationship starts here. And one last little order of housekeeping business is we just wrapped up the uh, giveaway for the getaway. And that's been fun Mm -hmm. to have seen all the reviews that came through. Mm -hmm. And so congratulations to the couple that won. Um, We're contacting you via email. And those of you that have also submitted a review and let us know. And if you register, when you register, 
uh, I'll be reaching out again via email. So check your email inbox spam. Who knows? Because I will, by the time this airs, uh, you get $75 off on your discount code. Right. And we want to make sure everything's square and come join us. Yeah. So for, that's for everybody who left your review by January 31st. Correct. Yeah. So if you entered the contest, you will have been notified and get a chance to get $75 off your registration. But we also want anybody else, come join us at the getaway. June 13th through the 15th here, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Registration's going on now. SMR.FM slash getaway. Well, coming up today on the regular free version is I'm joined by a fellow clinician, Jason Van Ruler, mm-hmm. and he has a book called Get Past Your Past, mm-hmm. and it's all about the world of, as the title infers, dealing with our past, because we have everybody history. Has, everybody has one. <laughs> we have histories <laughs> that impact us today continually. Yeah, and I mean, you've had so many episodes on this, but it they all come home, right? Because... Well, like we said, everybody has a past and there's, you know, the, the scripts that mm-hmm. you refer to right. in the show that, that we get into as a married couple dealing with, um, I don't realize how my past plays into things. And then you and I get on our new journey that that past helped to lay a roadmap for and how do we, you know, how do we right. deal with that? I'm, I'm excited for everyone to hear what you guys discuss. Right. So this is a great conversation that we got to have, uh, just trying to move forward and mm-hmm. changing our narratives in real time. And then in the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smr.fm slash academy. Um, we therapize out, I guess would probably be the cl- clinicianize out, if I make up some words here, where we go deep into the world of... Um, mind mapping and trauma and some of the training I've done with Schnarch versus some of the training he's done with trauma mm-hmm. and just talk about the differences and how we view what happens in a person's journey mm-hmm. with um, wounding and trauma and the brain. Well, and so this is useful for anyone that's out there looking at themselves, knowing mm-hmm. we we know we're all broken. We know we all have a journey to go on and, and can, we're all just a, um, well, we're on the journey, right? None of us are at the end figuring we've got a hundred percent figured out. Right. All that's coming up right after this. I don't think we're all too uncommon in the sense that our family and relationship schedule has busy times and then what do we call it? Just slightly less busy times in our life. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And each individual in the family kind of varies at different right. And those rarely align yeah. well, but one of the things that does align well and helps us with some of the necessities that we have as far as the goals mm-hmm. and just processes of life is this week's uh, sponsor, Factor. Mm-hmm. They have ready to eat meals that are incredibly delicious and they make eating better every day easy. They do. Because they have 35 different options a week that you can choose from including keto, calorie smart, uh, vegan and veggie, and a whole lot more. And you can also have over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons. Our kids particularly love these add-ons that you have an option to choose. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals all ready to go because the things that stand out to me about Factor is, um, one, 
you can sign up and save. There's a subscription option mm-hmm. that's available that just has it showing up each and every week, ready ready to go for you. And actually, we've done the math. It's a lot less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved, and it's nutritious mm-hmm. and delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, super easy! I love just grab and go to have for lunch, so I don't. So I have something healthy and good at lunch rather than ah right. oh, last minute I'm running to pick up something at a. Fast food restaurant. And then the last point that we really are appreciative of is it's flexible for, for your schedule because you mm-hmm. can determine how many meals you order each week. You don't have to have, here's the set, you can adjust it. So it's flexible, like, oh, this week's going to be a little bit of a different, well, you're they're, <laughs> they're ready to adjust with you. <laughs> so head to factormeals.com slash passion50 and use the code passion50, that's the number 50, and you get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription lasts. That's code PASSION50 at factormeals.com slash PASSION50 and get 50% off your first box plus two free wellness shots per box while the subscription's active. Well, Jason, it's going to be fun because anytime I get uh, fellow clinicians, uh, therapists on, uh, you know, this is where I need Pam probably on the show with us because to keep us out of the clinical clouds, uh, sometimes it's best to have a voice of of my wife. I, I <laughs> so love like, the clinical no, no. cloud. This is a great cloud. I do too, and I I can get so lost because it's so pretty and and beautiful up there. So, <laughs> well, Jason, thanks thanks for joining me. Welcome to the show. Man. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. This is great. Right. So, Jason, this is uh, you have the book "Get Past Your Past." Um, which is a pretty straightforward, I, I, I know I, I have an idea what the book's going to be about just from the title alone, but I'm curious, how did, how did this evolve? And then what, what it's something that I think is so prominent because we all have a past mm-hmm. and most, my experience has been, we spend an inordinate amount of time distracting ourselves and avoiding our past. But you're coming at it completely differently. So walk me through it. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, we we all do have a past. And for a lot of us, we spend our time, like you said, just avoiding it or running from it and then being super surprised when it impacts our present. And and we were confused and we're like, I wonder where that came from. And uh, if we sit down and we look at it, what we find is a lot of our present day struggles parallel past wounds that we have and past problems. And so mm-hmm. For me, uh, just personally, had a lot of stuff in my past, had trauma and abuse and all the things you don't want to have. And so I've had to work through this and seen the impact it's made on my life. And then clinically, uh, have just worked with lots of different types of clients and seen how much it changes their life to address their past. And I'm not a person that says, hey, we need to talk about your past for, you know, like the next 10 years or something. It's not what I'm looking to do, but what I'm looking to do is we have to be willing to look in those places of woundedness and where we were hurt and change our relationship with them and understand that differently so we can have the life we want. So that's really what was the catalyst for the book is just wanting to help clients. Uh, A lot of my clients said, Jason, you're a relationship guy. Like you, you talk to, you know, couples and businesses and all these places about relationships. Why a book about getting past your past? And I said, well, you know, like I hate to ruin it for you. But a lot of your relationships are fueled by your experiences in the past. And so it's really tough mm-hmm. to have a healthy relationship if you haven't made peace with that. Absolutely. And so let, let's do a little uh, clarification because this is one of the things that I think that really does matter because of the way society has has evolved as a whole. And our culture here in the West for sure has evolved. Um, because as clinicians, when we hear woundedness and trauma, 
it it goes off in one way, but in other people, there's a general misconception as my experience of, of what is a wound, what is a trauma, you know, on just clarifying, because I think it, it's important for people to understand there's a distinction between them. Not that, not that either of them are need to be diminished, but I think there's a distinction. And so how do you, how do you land in that framework? Yeah, I think the woundedness, I would just, uh, I would define that more as something that was uh, painful for you that either um, was painful because it actually was painful or you took away something very painful from that. So sometimes our perspective from an incident is actually far worse than what happened. And absolutely. And so we often, I would argue almost everyone is going to have those times from their childhood where, where they look back on something mm-hmm. and they see it in a way that paints a negative light and they take a negative message from that. So that to me is woundedness. Trauma, we get more into significant events, right? Life events. You can, you know, some people break it down into big T trauma, meaning like catastrophic life events, little T trauma. Um, and there's research to support that. And there's also research that says, I don't know if we should be splitting them up. Uh, but but the gist of it is sure. trauma is something significant, right? So that's a significant mm-hmm. life event that you experience. So woundedness is probably applicable to almost everyone, if not everyone, and trauma would would not be for everyone, but would lead to more significant things in your life. Perfect. And so your work goes with both, but the, if we go more global, we kind of start with the woundingness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the woundedness leads okay. to messages we tell ourselves about ourselves and others that we then live by. And. I love the framework of scripts. We have them. We have <laughs> right? them all the time. Right. Every single one of us has has voices going on in our head and it's not schizophrenia, but it is one of those things that, uh, I, why, do I, why do I tell myself that? Or where do I hear that message from? Or script, you know, what what's up with that script? Why is it that we're supposed to do it that way? And all those things. And so what you're describing, I like because you're describing wounds help frame that script in ways maybe we don't even recognize as we think we've evolved past it. Absolutely. And and it is really, for me, very interesting when working with a client and they're talking about a wound of the past and they literally will say the script then that they live by today. And they'll have that aha moment of saying, well, when this happened, here's what I told myself about myself. And I feel this way all the time now. And they put those two together and they go, oh, I wonder where mm-hmm. that's from. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I felt like I was never enough because of these reasons. And now it's so weird as an adult, no matter how much I do, I feel like I'm never enough. And you start to put together like that has an origin story. Like that's not just something that came about yesterday. Like that is that is deeply rooted in who you are. Right. And so what are the ways that uh, as far as your experience and training and approach go, how do we face this better? Because, again, there's a reason why I don't want to. So how do I find the courage to do that? Yeah, well, nobody really wants to do something that's going to be painful. And I think we all look at this as being painful. And yes, it is at times painful. I think oftentimes less than people might imagine. But but I think initially what we're trying to talk people into doing is to looking at a, a wounded spot or a difficult place they've been. And then what I would help them do is change the relationship with it. Right. And so we're not here to uh, paint a magical, wonderful picture where you just do the opposite of whatever you've told yourself. But what I try to help clients do is to really have a different perspective about that event. And so, for instance, if someone, a parent said you're never enough and you were told that throughout your childhood, that may have been true the way they saw it. 
right? So that parent may definitely have thought that, uh, fine. But what is, what is also true, right? So what also might be true is the parent was deeply wounded or the parent had heard that or okay. um, they were very stressed. So what I'm trying to help the person do is get additional objectivity and perspective about the event and update what they're telling themselves with something more accurate. Okay. And so that means first step almost becomes they have to get true about what the event really was. Because don't we have a tendency, at least my experience is, to skew what really was? No, I don't not at see all. That's why, that's really why we was. can always uh, rely on witness testimonies, right? Because we always remember <laughs> things just as they are. Always. <laughs> Absolutely. The brain is infallible like that. Mine Absolutely is. I mean, not. if yours no. isn't, I'm sorry, but mine is completely well, accurate I'm, all the time. I must be broken. Put me in that category. <laughs> you're the only uh, one. Trust me. Yep. <laughs> no. Okay. And if you're not aware, Pam would be jumping in going, sarcasm. This is all sarcasm. This is all sarcasm. Right yes. Here. Yes. We, we, are not, we are not the best historians. Not at all. Oh, no. But I think uh, the thing that is interesting to me about this and the training I've been doing on the trauma work uh, with Dr. Schnarch for the last six years of his life was uh, he he frames it as when we have these wounds and these traumas, uh, the brain wants to make the Disneyland version of it because that makes it a little more palatable to live with. Mm -hmm. And, And that also then means, though. I'm not accurate about my story and what really went down, which will then just wreak more havoc as I'm living now. Absolutely. Because the brain hates dissonance, right? The the brain hates having that discrepancy between how we see it and what happened. And so if it has to choose a version, it'll choose the version where we gloss over some things because that makes okay. sense to us. And that's a that's an easier story to buy into than the alternative, which might be more accurate. So then let's help some people here. How do they, how do we recognize uh, the stuff that I'm glossing over? What are my, what are my cues that this thing, there's something underneath it? Yeah. So oftentimes where we need to look is is often captured in the struggles we continuously have. So where are the places in your life where you frequently feel stuck, you feel overwhelmed, or you feel inadequate? Because those are often connected to some of those things we need to look at. So part of the process and with the book, what I talk about is we don't need to sit down and analyze every second of your past. That's actually right. not the right. important thing. But there are oftentimes, I would say, a key three to five events that really make up a lot of what you tell yourself. And those are the ones we need to look at. And those are often reflected in our stuck places today. Okay. And so I recognize this and then I can probably trace that back. And so you're kind of describing there's incredible benefit to head back into my past and at least account for it and then ask questions, be curious on, is this an accurate depiction of what went down or could there have been more? Absolutely. And do I need to update that? You know, if maybe that was accurate, you know, maybe you really did fail then, but is, is that something we should generalize today? Um, I often tell the story. I, I was in oral interp in high school and just loved it. I was having a difficult time everywhere else, but for whatever reason, I loved it. And I made it all the way to the state finals. And I was doing the Iliad and the Odyssey because, you know, why wouldn't you go with a book like that at Oral Interp? And so I took the stage at the final and, you know, the auditorium is full and I lock my knees because I'm nervous. And and anybody who Uh does public speaking knows probably shouldn't lock your knees. And so right at the time that I'm kind of exclaiming, you know, the, the biggest, highest part of the piece, I pass out and I fall off the stage. 
Okay. Uh, everyone is both scared and laughing at the same time. And I'm not a mm-hmm. quitter. So I get up and I attempt to get back on the stage and I'm told, Hey, Jason, you know, you're probably good. Probably when you passed out and fell off the stage, we're going to call it a day. Okay. And so I took that situation and I generalized that to mean I should just never speak in front of people again. Right. And I just held on to that for 20 years. Right. Because of that one right. time. Now, was it true that that time really didn't go well? Absolutely. There, there's a video somewhere to prove it. It did not go well. Uh, is that always true about me? No, it's actually something I love. I feel like I can make an impact. And so I had to change the narrative about that experience right. to have a better present. Right. And I think this is the power of it. Because what you're describing, too, that jumps out to me is, did that event go poorly? Well, Maybe on a whole, you could say it did because of the end, but that moment is all that was poor. Mm-hmm. The up to it, probably not. Yeah, because you made it there. And and so that's yeah. the part, too, where you were talking about we, we kind of remember what we want to remember, you know, and say, yeah. I remember the moment. I don't remember the lead up of, well, yeah, like you're at the state tournament or whatever. Like the, there was some good in that, but we remember right. that one moment and then we use that as a script for the rest of our life. Yeah, and I'm listening to uh, a book by the poker player Annie Duke uh, called Thinking in Bets. Mm-hmm. And she uses the terminology called resulting, if you're familiar with this, that when when you base your decision on the result to determine if the decision was right rather than – that's the backwards way. Absolutely. Your decision could be right, but other circumstances happen that made the result not what you hoped, but the decision was still right. I love that. Yeah, and, and so I think there's a good framework here of realizing – I did a lot of good things. The result didn't go the way I hoped it did. Absolutely. And this but it is, doesn't mean I wasn't, wasn't in a good spot and doing great up until that point. Absolutely. And, and the thing, too, is, I mean, we're talking about our own past, but we also, if we're married or in a long-term relationship, we begin to have a relational past. And so then these <laughs> concepts begin to apply to that relationship, too, where, right. where we will say, well, I really tried when I bought you know, my spouse this gift, and they didn't like it, and so therefore, I should never try again. And we, and we start right. to do the same thing, which is why this isn't so much as one thing that you should do one time, as much as a thing to just be aware of, because we do it right. in relationships, too. Oh, I, man, now you're meddling because this what immediately came to my mind here, Jason, is I think of the script that I brought in based on the way uh, I'm raised by a mom who shows love by gift giving, mm. at least when I was my formative years, for sure. And so come time for gifts in my marriage, I would get what my mom enjoyed, which was teddy bears. Mm. Well, my wife does not like teddy bears, never really has to my understanding. And not, not a teddy bear fan. Not a teddy bear no. fan. No. And so it took me five Valentines to really have that sink in that she does not like these bears that I was getting her, thinking I was all loving and romantic and how endearing that would be. And she's like, yeah, this doesn't speak to me. Yeah, because that's not how she lives, right? But that's your framework. Absolutely. And, and so you're, I mean, even in that, like, you're just trying to do the right thing by doing what you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's what makes the most sense. But then it's recognizing, I think, one of the cues of, of seeing how my past is wreaking havoc now is looking at my relationship now, both with myself and those others that are around me, because there'll be great replications of, well, hold on. Why did I just mindlessly do that rather than be a student of who I'm with, right? We, we, we have a history now with Sexy Marriage Radio of saying the phrase of 
I need to have a relationship with the spouse I have, not the one I wish Mm -hmm. I had. But that's all script language too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so if we're not careful and we don't look at these things, it's hard to be connected to others because we're not in the present moment and we're not actually being accurate and objective about what we're trying to do and who we're doing that with. And so we end up kind of having a false relationship with ourselves and others because it's on inaccurate information. Right. And okay. And so this is where then the courage and the resiliency of people come into play. I'm guessing I can say for you Mm -hmm. of, of my willingness to really confront what has gone down in my life, what, what my relationship to it is. And I think that's a key distinction that you made of because I can't change the thing, but I can change my relationship to and with the thing. Absolutely. And then that allows me to bring a different part of me that's more whole forward. Absolutely. And and the challenge is there's work on either side. There's work to change mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely. Uh, but there's also work to defend your position. That costs you something too. And and so that's, I think, sometimes where we we trick ourselves into thinking like one doesn't require work and the other does. No, no, they both do. It just looks different. One is about regret and one is about discomfort. And we just have to choose. Perfect. Okay. So, Jason, I love this. And I'm thinking we need to go a little deeper when we when we transition here in just a second. But how can people find more about you and and pick up your book and and follow along? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got the book, Get Past Your Past. You can find that uh, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the big places. And there's an audio version, too, that I read. So if you're hearing me today and you're like, man, I just love Jason's voice. I wish I could listen to him for a couple hours. Don't worry. You can. <laughs> Have you got a deal you for can. them? You yes. can totally do that. Um, and about that, I also do daily relationship tips on Instagram. My uh, Instagram is jason.vanruler, and you can see me there. Perfect. Well, Jason, thank you so much for the work and uh, how how it is so impactful to people. Um, it's always great to find people that are out there for others, and, and that definitely is you. So thank you, man. Hey, I appreciate the conversation. Appreciate you having me on. I'm curious to hear from uh, those in the nation that are part of the Academy and the extended content and how that lands, because we went a lot deeper than we typically would go in the extended content today, as far Mm -hmm. as into the therapist mind and into the process. And I I know... I mean, are there parts of that that you would specifically go into that you say, here's how I think this is going to help a listener? Well, there's parts in the sense that um, I think this, I think looking at the deeper uh, professional side of things helps everybody. But I'm curious, how how does it translate to those that listened? And that's why I'm just kind of throwing it out there. I would love the conversation on the platform or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com of how that land, What, what stood out to you, because... As we geek out in the histories of Sexy Marriage Radio's extended content, there's times where I have had conversations with guests and it's like, whoa, that was fun for me. And then I'm hoping it translates and it's fun for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So this is a, a plea for the members of the nation to help me with a little other validation on how did that land? Well, if we have left something undone, we want to know from you. 214-702-9565. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com is how you can ask us to continue the conversation. Give us a little feedback on how this one went. Uh, what starts percolating in your mind based on this conversation? We also jump on the nation's platform, my.smr.fm. It's, there's a free level. It's some great conversations, all kinds of support. And then there's the academy level 
which gets you even deeper and more contact mm-hmm. um, with, with just support and realness that happens every single day on that platform. So love the nation and how they help frame our conversations and continue the dialogues that we get to have together each and every week. Well, transcripts are available on the show notes of each of each episode's page, as well as all the advertisers' deals and discount codes. You can find them at each of the individual episode pages at smr.fm. So please consider supporting those who help support the show. However, you took a little bit of time out of your day this week to spend with us. And those of you that have been binging and you're still just binging right along, thank you. We can't wait to see you next time.